What's up? What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Do not touch that dial. Do not change the station. You are right where you are supposed to be. You are tuned into the Tommy Talk Show. And you know how we do. I'm sending you mad love and dope vibes. Can you feel that music? I know you smiling. I, I see it. I see it. Grinning ear to ear. Grinning ear to ear. It feels good. Go and move with it. Go ahead and move with it. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us on the Tommy Talk Show. We have an amazing, amazing show in store for you today. As you know, as your host, T.W. Suggs, I like to have theme-based shows to provide the community with insight, perspective, and as many resources as possible. And uh, one of the ways we're doing that today is we're having a conversation around honoring and supporting our veterans. And I could not have this conversation without having veterans around the table. So I have with me Tom Wagner, and I have with me Karsten Warner. And I wanna get into their bios and an introduction so you can hear all the awesomeness that they're involved in. But before we do that, you know how we do. We're gonna hop right into the community question. But instead of a question, I, I charge the community with um, sharing some encouragement for a veteran who may who uh, may be in your life, or if you wanted to give a shout out to a veteran, right? So um, I'm going to read what some of you shared with me. Um, so I have Kyle in Kyle underscore in thirty on Instagram. He shared, "Please advocate for yourself and your benefits. If it is too daunting, please lean on your elected officials, especially the ones who champion veterans. That's amazing. For um, it's 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 also um." It's so important for um, vulnerable populations and people who need support uh, to self-advocate, to make sure that you're getting the support that you need. Um, I have Emily Wiggins Kosum. That's my sis. I love you, Emily. Uh, she said, take it one day at a time. You have seen and heard things that may be hard for you to erase and you may feel alone, but the community is here to support you. You can overcome with support. Thank you for your service. Wow, that was absolutely beautiful and wonderfully said. And we're actually going to get into some of the stories that um, that veterans and some of the experiences that veterans experience that we may not be aware of or anything that we may know. Um, so this is going to be um, an awesome time for us. And then I have uh, Gaskins Robin uh, from Facebook who says, uh, so many vets are homeless. I pray that the Lord will help them to um, and some of them. Uh, to help them put down uh, the drugs and lift their heads to the Lord. Thank you so much, uh, Gaskins Robbins, for that encouraging word. We truly appreciate it. Um, so again, like I mentioned uh, before, that one of the things that we're discussing today or what we're discussing today is honoring and supporting our veterans. We wanted to, first of all, say honoring because um, right now in today's world, our veterans are not honored, nor are they supported the way that they're supposed to be with the sacrifice, the service that they've provided, with the things they've laid on the line, with putting themselves last to put the country, their families, and people that they don't even know first and foremost ahead of themselves, we need to honor them. But at the same time, there's things that veterans may be experiencing, things that they may be going through, that we as civilians who, who've never uh, did anything in the service, we 
may not know. So we want to have that conversation to better support our veterans and to hear from veterans as well. All right. And I have to give a shout out to the veteran who is closest to my heart, my mama, Sherry Barfield, uh, celebrating and supporting you, mom. I appreciate you and I love you. Um, there is something that you said that I'm going to um, ask Tom and Karsten later um, to see if they agree. And they probably really will. But uh, we'll see. All right. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back for introductions at the hop even deeper into our show. All right. All right. So you're still here with us where we are discussing, honoring and supporting our veterans. And as I said before, with me, I have Karsten Warner and Tom Wagner, who uh, will be walking us through some of the resources, supports and the perspective that many veterans have that we may not have, which will help us better support um, guide, not even guide, but really support and, and get under their arms and lift them up to keep them moving forward. All right. So listen, we read the community questions. We are getting ready to hop into the intro. So listen, I want to introduce you to Carson Warner. And Carson Warner is the gentleman that is sitting to my right. All right. And Carson Warner is a member of the Vietnam Veterans Association and Disabled Veterans Organization. I was born and raised in Virginia and relocated to Philadelphia. He was drafted and completed a tour in Vietnam, which was an experience that left an indelible mark on his life. Utilizing GI benefits, he enrolled in the Community College of Philadelphia, CCP, shout out, followed by Mansfield University and Southern Illinois University, where he delved into the realms of education, English, psychology, and theater. I love theater. Uh, his career path led him to spend two decades dedicated to assisting individuals grappling with mental health and developmental disabilities, a calling that found him working with the Healing Ajax program of resources for human development. You'll hear more about Healing Ajax. Uh, he undertook uh, the responsibility of training fellow veterans, helping them navigate the tumultuous waters of post-traumatic stress through the application of cognitive coping skills. Combining his love for art, education, spoken word, he discovered solace in journaling. This pursuit culminated in the publication of his book, Traveling Through Time. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be hearing some excerpts from Traveling Through Time today. Um, a poetic anthology that captures his experiences growing up in the South during the civil rights era, era uh, the challenges of returning home from Vietnam, and the profound impact of being diagnosed with PTSD. All right, and to my left, I have the one and the only Tom Wagner. <laughs> Yes, sir. Tom Wagner is the director of resources of the of resource for human development's Philly Act program and has been since 2022. Prior to that, he was the director of RHG's Healing Ajax program, which was a veterans treatment unit. The program took an innovative approach and uh, in that. It, and that all involved were veterans as well, using a peer-to-peer -peer methodology. In addition, he is the co-author of the Veteran Male Trauma Recovery and Empowerment Model Treatment Manual. Oh, we're going to hear more about that too, y'all. All right, Tom is an Army veteran and served four years of active duty as an infantry paratrooper and an additional three years in a New Jersey National Guard. He received his bachelor's degree in psychology from Rutgers University and his master's degree in clinical 
clinical mental health counseling from Rowan University. In his free time, Tom enjoys fishing, camping, and woodworking. Gentlemen, welcome to the Tommy Talk Show. Ah, thanks. Thank you. Absolutely. How are you both feeling? Doing, Doing good. good. Very well. Doing good? Yeah. yeah. Getting to see some old friends here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and for those of you who are watching, these two are buddies. You heard yeah. Healing Ajax and his bio. You heard Healing Ajax and his bio. Uh, they, they're good buddies uh, and have a long line of history. Um, so, listen, before I go any further, thank you both so much for your service. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, like I said in the opener, um, you all put so much out there on the line, sacrifice so much, and to still be here to tell the story, that speaks volumes, speaks volumes. So thank you both so much. Um, before we get even deeper into our conversation, because I have like a list of questions that I'm, I'm going to that I'm going to share with these gentlemen, that I'm going to ask these gentlemen. We're going to open up with um, a part, a piece from uh, Carson Warner's book. Uh, Carson, can you? share with us what the name of it is and uh, yeah the name of the book is called traveling through time if you're interested in getting it, you can get it at uh barnes and nobles or you can get it through amazon um so it's a collection of poetry uh my experiences i started writing in vietnam and i continued and met some good people and ended up going to school and, <clears throat> and crafted this into a book nice so uh it's a series of different poems some of them are narrative some of them are philosophical things and some of them are just food for thought yeah so it's a it's a combination of different things but all, what i discovered in writing all these things was i was really journaling but this journaling stuff through my education turned into poetry nice and uh so the beauty of it is it's not all a down thing it's an up and down same thing about ptsd when you're dealing with it you're up sometimes you're down sometimes yeah so what i end up doing was capturing all of those transitions in my life when I'm up, when I'm down, and sometime when I'm just being mellow. Yes, sir. Um, so this book covers all of those things. And if you want something funny stuff, some love stuff, yeah. um, it's a little bit of everything. So it touches everyone's heart. Excellent. And uh, and I'm really pleased to be here to share this moment. Yes, sir. Thank you for have thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. What's this piece that you have for us? Uh <clears throat> the piece that I have is called Soldier in Vietnam. Okay. So um uh, if it's okay, I'll, I'll yes, read sir. it. Absolutely. I think of Vietnam day and night. God only knows how many GIs lost their life. Mm. They fight by day, they fight by night, not knowing who is next to lose their life. Mm. Dreams of peace enter their minds whenever they get some priceless time. Sometimes they pray when the going gets rough. They can't wait for an answer. They have to prove they're tough. Mm. Boom, 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 rockets explode all around. I cover my head or pretend I'm dead. I open my eyes and come back alive. Hmm. My buddy has gone to the heavens above. I hope he finds peace, most of all love. Hmm. Sometimes I think he's more fortunate than I. He has gone home to rest. I'm still a GI. I'm tired of fighting this never-ending war. I don't even know what I'm fighting for. My minister told me when I was a boy, thou shalt not kill. This hmm. gun isn't a toy. Help me, Father, to obey your law. Help me understand what I'm fighting for. If I lay my gun aside, will you be my saving God? Take mm. me to heaven so that I can forget all the things I've seen and which someday I'll regret. The soldier laid his gun aside and walked into the midst of the eerie morning silence. In the distance, you could hear an automatic weapon's rapid fire. A stiff, still quietness came over the battlefield. A slight breeze 
brushed past me, and I could still hear the voice of the GI praying, Thank you, Father, for answering my prayer. The pains in my mind I could no longer bear. I am more fortunate than a lot of GIs who return home to leave troubled lives. Wow. Moving. Yeah. Wow. That was <clears throat> very loaded. Um, and thank you for your transparency and sharing that. Um, let me ask you all a question. Let me ask you both a question. This is open to. So um, just hearing that, whether you were on a battlefield or not, but just hearing that, it sounds like for veterans, there's a lot to unpack. Absolutely. So what was that journey for, for both of you to unpack and go through some of your own layers before you even help anybody else out? What was that journey like for you? Um, but for me, I think it was, it was difficult. Okay. Um, going into the service, it's, it's a life changing experience. Yeah. You're never going to be that same person again when you yeah. went in. Um, and it's, it's kind of odd, you know, one day I'm, I'm Sergeant Wagner mm -hmm. and literally the day after I'm just Tom again. Wow. And it's, you know, I was in a position where I was respected and, you know, yeah. um, and then just come home and I'm a, you know, another guy on the block. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of getting to grips with that was yeah. difficult. I first came home and, um, I still kind of went on about like I was still in, okay. um, getting up, running every morning, doing pushups every morning. Mm. Um, I think what really helped me out more than anything else, and I'm glad I did what I did, mm -hmm. was I got discharged from the service in July. I started college okay. right that following September. Okay. And I think being around quote unquote regular folk <laughs> <laughs> um, really helped with my transition okay. and, and really started to change my attitude back to what you what somebody might say normalcy yeah um even though you know that stuff in the surface it's always there yeah it's never gonna go yeah um but you know figuring out how to integrate that stuff okay you know okay that's that's what really counts that's the most important thing yeah um i know my experience is probably a lot different from karsten's coming back yeah yeah. What about you, Carson? Was was that was that a difficult transition? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I had a very. It was very complicated for me. Uh, one, it was doing a draft there. Okay. So I didn't volunteer for any of this. Wow. And uh, I got drafted, and a lot of my high school friends, <clears throat> when you graduated from high school, this was back in '67. Mm -hmm. You got your high school diploma in one hand and draft notice in the other hand. Wow. So you're like 18, 19, and you're going off, and you don't you don't uh, know a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll skip past the training and all that stuff. <clears throat> but uh, when you return home, uh, we weren't welcome. We weren't, we weren't even, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't even considered a war until later it was considered a campaign. Wow. So we weren't even entitled to get some of the benefits that other veterans were getting. Wow. Um, also, um, we weren't allowed to join like uh, some of the American Legion, other, other uh War organization like mm -hmm. disabled veterans, or, or because uh, we weren't war war veterans, yeah, we campaign veterans. Wow. Unfortunately, uh, organizations like um, um, the DOV and American Legion, they've 
went to Congress and they passed laws and eventually they said, okay, these guys are, uh, they're war, they're war and a war. Yeah. So it was a lot of disrespect, wasn't able to find a job. Um, you know, we were, some of us was classed as baby killers, all those. So hmm. a lot of times when I came home on furlough, I wasn't allowed to wear my uniform because they were protesting against us. Wow. You know? So it was a very difficult thing. So when I finally thought I had myself together mm -hmm. and I went to, uh, I met a person, finally got a job. I was making enough money to buy some clothes to go to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. So I met a lady who said, you should go to school. Like I showed her one or two of my poems. She said, you should go to school. Hmm. And fortunately, I did go to school. And my bio will tell you all about that. And uh, I kept meeting people. And I ended up at uh, Southern Illinois University. I taught in school, taught in college. Hmm. And um, so I think I'm all right. You know, yeah. I, I don't have no PTSD. I don't have none of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, so for 40 years, I never dealt with it. I mean, I had an injury where I could have filed uh, for a claim way back. But I'm like... I don't need that. I'm good. I got education. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm meeting folks, got education. Unfortunately, I ran into Tom and his organization called Heal and Ajax. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked me if uh, they were setting up a program for some Vietnam veterans out in Bucks County. But they wouldn't talk to Tom's group unless there was a Vietnam vet there. Mm -hmm. And we, the Vietnam vets, we have that kind of uh, camaraderie, you know, <laughs> for what we experienced. Yeah. So, um, Tom and either Tom or uh, I can't remember. I think it was Tom asked me if I would sit in with the group because they won't talk to him unless a Vietnam vet. So I sat in with them and uh, they decided they would start this program in Bucks County. Mm -hmm. So after that, they asked me, said, you want to be trained to help vets? I said, I don't know if I really want to do that. So we'll get you some training and, you know, you can help the vets. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to skip forward. So we ended up with the program working at the prison system, mm -hmm. uh, CFC, I think it's called, one of the prison systems. So I'm listening to these vets. We're doing group therapy, cognitive therapy with these guys. And I'm listening to these guys and they're saying, you know, how they can't sleep, mm -hmm. uh, the dreams they're having, mm -hmm. um, a lot of things that they were running into, unable to talk to people, all those things. So as I'm listen to, listening to them and I'm trying to train them to use cognitive therapy, I'm like, I'm saying to myself, oh, I do that. Mm. Wow, I do that too. Wow. So I talked to one of the guys. I said, look, I got an injury when I was in the military. Can you help me? get some help with it. Mm -hmm. And this guy was really in tune to get it, helping veterans. He said, yeah. So he helped me with my claims and stuff. And he said, um, do you, uh, so when I filled out for my, the form for my physical claim with me, he said, you're not going to file for PTSD. I said, I don't have no PTSD. Wow. So he said, um, so we're going to put this down, you know, and they'll evaluate you and they'll let you know whether or not you have that. And a couple other things they put down and so forth and so on. So behold, once I got my evaluation stuff, I had PTSD. Wow. So um, moving forward, now I have all the help. Okay. Um, you know, I got therapists and other people that help me, psychologists, other people, so yeah. forth, help me out. And one of the ways I got to, to writing my book from the support systems that I received from the VA, mm -hmm. from the Vet Center, uh, from other organizations and people that supported me, and of course, my family. Um, so with this, um, I've been trying to move my book because yeah. it tells a lot of different stories, not just about my journey from Vietnam. It's, talk, it's about my journey from life. You know, yeah. I've been married over 40 years. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. And I have three kids and they're very supportive of them. But yeah. I'm still finding out that I'm still getting to know 
my siblings. Yeah. I have siblings. I didn't communicate with them. I'm getting back to them. And the most important thing, I'm going to let Tom talk because he might, <laughs> I might get in trouble talking too much. <laughs> but uh, the most important thing, I've learned to tell my siblings and others in my life that I love them. And uh, sometimes it's hard for them being reciprocal because I know I didn't share myself with them. So it's hard for them to understand where I'm coming from with this. But yeah. it's because they're family. I didn't know my family. I'm just, without the, the, the uh, support that I received, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you now, you know, yeah. and this whole trust thing and all that. And I'm still working through trust. I'm still working through things and people are still helping it. You know, and I, I feel that I'm blessed to uh, get the support that I'm getting. So That's amazing. First of all, thank you for sharing that because most people wouldn't be honest about, you know, well, a, a battle of PTSD, mm -hmm. you know, or the supports that was necessary to help navigate that, um, that process or that healing process. Mm -hmm. So we hear a lot about PTSD. So what is PTSD and how does it show up? Right. So post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, it's, if you look under what's called the uh, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of, you know, basically the book that helps you diagnose mental health disorders, mm -hmm. it actually falls under an anxiety disorder. But it wow. manifests itself in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um, a lot of things that Karsten had mentioned. Yeah. Mood swings, difficulty sleeping. Um, one thing that you see, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing that you see with uh, a lot of people who, who suffer from it um, is self-medication. Okay. Um, and a lot of that goes back to, you know, drug use, alcohol use, yeah. uh, just to kind of, you know, help with the symptoms. Yeah. Um, I worked with one individual who had a struggle with alcohol. Yeah. Um, his thing was it kept him from dreaming, kept okay. him from having nightmares. Wow. Um, you know, it's things like that. So yeah. it manifests itself in a, in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um, the difficult part is when you're looking at how to treat it. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's difficult for the individual mm -hmm. who's going through the treatment okay. in that you need to confront. Wow. You know, what happened to you? Wow. There's, there's different ways to go about it. Okay. Um, but, uh, all that boils down to confronting it yes, sir. and learning how to deal with it. Okay. Anytime that I've worked with people um, along the lines of, of trauma and PTSD, I tell them right from the beginning, it's not about forgetting what happened wow. to you. It's learning about how to live wow. with what happened to you. Woo! Pels, you going to preach that on Sunday, man? <laughs> <laughs> that was powerful. That was powerful. And, and, even though that's something that 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 um, that's being taught by way of PTSD or helping people through that healing process, I think that that's something that we all can just. I'm not a veteran. Yeah. I, I I did something called the Civil Air Patrol. Um, it was for like it was for kids. They took me on one camping trip. After that, it was a wrap. <laughs> I said, this is not for me. But <laughs> even, <laughs> even I couldn't start the fire. I got tired of eating out of cans and packs. I, <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't change my clothes. Had to sleep on a rock in the sleeping bag. It was too much for me. But um, 
But but something that but that right there, Tom, you hit a nail on the head that it's not about forgetting. It's about living and still living even after yep. that moment. Yep. Is that something that you're finding like a lot of veterans struggling with is living beyond that moment? And if so, what are what are some of the things that you all help them do to help them get past that moment that they have to live past? I will just sort of talk a little bit and Tom can probably answer sure, the question sure, better sure. than I can. The thing that kind of brought me to realization is because you have a degree, a doctorate and lawyers, and I'm finding that when we did the work with the guys in prison, I'm running into doctors, I'm running to lawyers, I'm running to all yeah. types of people. Wow. Thinking that, you know, you got your degree and you're successful. I ran into a very successful gentleman. I can't remember his name. I probably couldn't say it if I remembered. He was a deacon in the church. His mm. son was a doctor. His daughter was a doctor. And he was very involved in the church, and he didn't even know he had PTSD. Wow. No, so it doesn't matter what level you're on thinking yeah. that, oh, I'm okay. I got this. I'm successful. I yeah. go to church every day, yeah. and I do this, and I pray, and, and all that's good. Yeah. But you're still dealing with it, wow. and until you get past knowing that, yeah. you know, with me, like, when I went to school, like, I'm okay. I, mm -hmm. I got a couple degrees. I'm good. Mm -hmm. But no, you got to, like, face it. You may want to pick up on that. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't discriminate. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things, especially with what we did in the Healing Ajax program, mm -hmm. was what we call psychoeducation, okay. educating people about what PTSD is. Okay. Okay. Just like Carson said, um, you know, I'm fine. I ain't got this stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but once you start talking about it and putting it out there, you know, you see light bulbs go off mm -hmm. in people's heads. Wow. And it's like, Man, that's me. That's my story. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons why I think Healing Ajax was such, such a successful program. Yeah. In that it was peer to peer. Okay. And, you know, even though Carson's a Vietnam era guy, I'm a Gulf War era guy. Yeah. A lot of our stories are the same. Wow. A lot of our stories are the same. Yeah. Um, just from the general shared experience of being in the military. Yeah. And, Having that safe place mm. with other folks having that shared experience. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's it takes people miles along their journey. Wow. Mm. Wow. Thank you for that. Let me and I'm, I'm gonna ask this question, then I want you to share sure. about this. Yep. Okay. Um so a few episodes ago we talked about toxic masculinity. Mm. All right. <laughs> if anybody is watching <laughs> They <laughs> we we talked about toxic masculinity and how um how the standards the unhealthy standards the unhealthy expectations and the unhealthy norms that are not only unhealthy but unrealistic and yes. uh, and unnatural right because men are beings too um and we have um wonderful uh, um, a large com uh, uh, large capacity for complexity emotional complexity um but society would say men can't cry or brush it off or keep it moving or you know do and with the work that you all are doing with the veterans um and even with the work that you all had to do does that toxic masculinity show up in that healing process that needs as like a barrier? Karsten knows exactly where I'm going with this. Go ahead. So when um, we talk about, and you had brought up the uh, treatment manual. Yes. Um, the very first full group therapy session mm -hmm. 
is what we call mail messages. Woo! And what that is, it's 10 messages that all men grew up with. Wow. And those messages come from a lot of different places. Wow. Comes from family, friends, yeah. church, television, the media, you name it, you're getting it. Yeah. Um, and what we do in that first session is we introduce these these 10 myths. Okay. And we discuss, are they true or are they not true? Mm. Which of these is most true? And I can run down the list real yes, quick. Yes, please. Please do. Men are tough and strong and stay cool in the face of danger. Mm. Men do not cry no matter what. Mm. Men have a lot of sex. Mm. Men make and have a lot of money. Mm. Men enjoy drinking and can handle their liquor. Mm. Men are independent. Mm. Men take charge and are in control. Wow. Men are competitive and win. Men protect their women and children. One of my favorites here, the last one, men know more and are stronger than women. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Wow. Forgot all about those. Yeah. <laughs> And this again, this is the the first full session yeah. okay. of of this uh you know, it's it's a twenty-four wow. session group. Okay. Um, and that's the first full one. That's where we kick things off. Wow, wow. So it's so because of the indoctrination that's going on by society, that's like one of the first things that you all felt you had to that yep. you had to address. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So even in your own journeys, how did you all kind of so before this, so you had to navigate through that perhaps before these ten um, messages came about. So how did you both navigate um, your healing process, even though that barrier of that toxic masculinity was constantly, you know, sounding off really strong? Now, I think for me, it was just doing what I do for a living. Okay. I've spent my entire professional adult life working in the mental health field in okay. some form or another. Yeah. And just doing that and helping others. Gotcha. I think that's what really Okay. Pulled me through. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. You know, I think my my exposure to the group really kind of enlightened me uh, into all of these things. Um, you're living in them. You're doing them. Um, and even now, um, you go back and even Tom just read that, you know, it mm-hmm. kind of stirred some stuff up in me uh-huh. that, you know. And I think that even though you go through that whole training, you, it's something that society is going to force you into dealing mm-hmm. with. And um, and I'm not sure if this is the appropriate time for it, but I do want to put out there that people of color um, have a more difficult time struggling with that. When you mentioned therapists and psychology yeah. and, and PTSD and mental sure. health, yeah. But I do want to. I remember going to a session with the one we had at, had at RHD. Mm-hmm. We went to a session, and the young lady said, um, "Yeah, you know, I was ashamed about you know having a therapist and a psychologist and all that." And then then I remember. Movie stars have therapists and psychologists. Come on, so what's wrong with that? <laughs> so, so again, we got to come over, overcome that part of that stigma. Yeah. In addition to dealing with all this male mess, yeah. so there's a lot of different things that we have to deal with. I guess for me is the more education I receive, the more okay. help I receive, that sort of catapulted me into getting past these things. Like telling someone you love them. I tell my siblings I love them. Mm-hmm. And, Especially my brother, and he yeah. he holds on to it. You know, like, well, I love you too. <laughs> if you make me so, say it, I yeah. guess I'll say it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I'm still growing. It's yeah. not like, yeah. hey, I got it all down, and it's all, I'm still growing. I'm yep. still getting help. And if it wasn't for the help and the growth that I'm getting, you know, I'd sit here with you guys, man. This is great. Yeah, it's a yeah. journey, not a destination. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's my best way to answer. Wow. So I'm still growing. And Thank I'm still you. writing. 
Hey, I know that's yeah. right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, let me ask you um, this question here. So what are some of, so for a veteran who's watching right now, or for someone who, who um, has a veteran in their life, mm-hmm. what are some warning signs that that person may need support? Sure. May need some help. Um, yeah. I think isolation's a big one. Really? Okay. Yeah. Number one. Wow. Okay. Um, definitely isolation. Um, anger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anger is a big one. It's okay. and it, it's interesting. One of one of the uh, sessions in in the Trem series. It's anger. That's mm-hmm. the topic. Wow. And again, what we did with this manual was we took a lot of some of the existing stuff that was out there kind of tweaked it okay. specific, mm-hmm. specific to veterans. Okay. Some stuff is original. Some of the sessions that we developed Yeah. in the anger session. One thing that I always used to try to hit home with folks is that, especially for veterans, especially for men, anger, it's mm. a very easy emotion to display. Wow. Because not only is it, expected in yeah. some forms from men okay but it's accepted mm-hmm. it's wow. an accepted response from men wow yeah the one thing i want to throw out there is, is it's a hidden thing mm-hmm. a workaholic you become a workaholic you know wow you, you, you go to work eight hours you may have a part-time job you may have other things you do you don't spend time with your family yeah you don't spend time trying to develop friendships and relationships. Yeah. I go to work. I know what my job is. I go to yeah. work. I do my eight hours, whatever. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So in what happens with that is you isolate yourself from not just your family and your family and others as well. Yeah. Because you become that workaholic. Um, and thinking that you don't need help or not going to get help is not going to break that cycle. Okay. So workaholic is one of those hidden things that yeah. people don't know. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I to get a job and doing X, Y, and Z, and that's that's where a lot of them go. Wow! Uh, because it's easy to do. It's, you can easily work. Yeah. It's the physical things you can do. Yeah. And uh, get away from it. even if it's playing sports, you know. Yeah. Those things. So those are things that kind of hidden that you don't realize that are there. Right. Wow. Yeah. Anything that becomes such a distraction. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, just all those examples that Karsten brought up. Yeah. Where it starts to impact you know, your daily life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that, gentlemen. Um, Tom, tell us about this book. What what is the book? What is it about? How can people get it? What what is this book here? So real quick, it's the um, uh, Veterans Male Trauma Recovery and Empowerment Model Treatment Manual. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I was asked to be a part of this. Actually, it started right before the pandemic. Okay. Um, a gentleman who had started working for me went to get trained in this model okay. in Philadelphia and um, went to the training. The lady who was doing it was very familiar okay. with the work of Healing Ajax. Okay. And um, she reached out to me and said that uh, the organization that she works for, which is called Community Connections, they're based down in Washington, D.C., okay. um, had been wanting to actually author a treatment manual specifically for veterans. Nice. So um, I saw a lady's name is Lori Beyer. Okay. Um, and she was involved in um, some of the initial trend development. Okay. Um, the model itself was initially designed to work with uh, women who were survivors of uh, trauma. 
Okay. Found to be very effective over the years. Uh, different specific models have been developed. Uh, okay. Adolescents, uh, people with substance abuse disorders, you name it, there's probably a manual that covers it. Wow. So we started working on this. Okay. And it was something that I found very enjoyable. Okay. Um, when it was myself, not only Lori, myself, but another guy named uh, Andrew Hall. Definitely okay. give a shout out to Andrew. Shout um, out, Andrew. Yep. He um, <laughs> he was a graduate of my program. Okay. Um, and uh, did very well. Mm-hmm. Had uh, a lot of difficulties okay. before coming. Okay. Um, but did a complete 180 in his life. Yeah. Change it around. I asked him to come work for me. Wow. So, uh, and so it was the three of us that did this. One of my favorite parts about working on this mm-hmm. was educating Lori about veteran culture. Uh, um, so, so there's a whole veteran culture. Yes. And if you don't mind, I, I'd like to read just a little piece sure, absolutely. from the introduction on absolutely. this. Absolutely. And um, this is actually something that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, just find it here. Here we are. Um and I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the veteran model is an important and needed treatment for those who have served. Mm-hmm. Less than 1% of the American population is willing to raise their hand to solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution wow. of the United States. Because of this, veterans can be seen as a subculture that share a unique set of experiences and culture. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where or when they served, combat or non-combat, branch of service, each of these individuals experience some form of trauma. Hmm. Basic training being one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. The impact of these experiences may result in an increased negative response to them, given that many had experienced trauma prior to the service. Hmm. The transition from citizen to soldier shapes how people view themselves, their family, and the world. Hmm. This transition changes all in some form or another, and the person you were before is not coming back. Wow. Given this, it would seem needed that the unique needs of this population should be addressed. Wow. Wow. Just that piece right there. One, it speaks about the veteran culture. Yeah. Um, And and even the fact that, you know, like you said, less than 1% of people are willing to go ahead and put it all on the line. Wow. That's 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 tremendous right yeah. there. And, and it, is, it is its own culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I was home on leave one time and uh, my next door neighbor, um, he had just gotten out of the army. Him mm-hmm. and I were talking mm-hmm. and um, his mom was there and mm-hmm. she's like, man, you guys have your own language about stuff. <laughs> and I think that's just one example. Wow. That's just one example. Wow. Wow. My mom will. So my mom and I didn't think I didn't think uh, or see the uh, connecting lines here. But my mom will be driving somewhere and she'll just see somebody with an army tag. She'll be like, hoorah. I'm like, what are you <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It's a tag. <laughs> hoorah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's the Marine guy, Tom and I don't, don't talk to yeah. you. <laughs> They're a different breed. Yeah, They're a different breed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Love them, but you know, yeah, yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow. So let me ask you this. We have um, we have about like, I guess, about like 10, 15 more minutes together. What can I want to ask about the resources that's available, but we'll get to that. Um, But before we get there, for someone who's not a veteran, how can we support our veterans? What's something that we can do some really practical things and 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 
how I'm seeing this is kind of like a spectrum. So for someone who may not have a veteran in their life, there may be like a charity or some type of way, but for somebody who has a veteran in their life, how can we support them? I, I got a couple of things. Mine is short. I know Tom. Uh, well, talk to them. Okay. You know, yeah. If you know them, talk to them. Um, the other thing is spend some time listening to them. Okay. Um, the yeah, absolutely. Thing, Ask, to, uh, ask them to go to local vet centers. They can get some help and support, and they'll learn they'll, that'll bring them out of whatever shells or whatever okay. uh, isolation they put themselves into. Yeah. And um, they can donate to organizations. There are a lot of different organizations that you can donate to mm -hmm. that support veterans. So wow. uh, the key thing is talk to them. Okay. You know, spend some time with them, talk to them, and that, that way uh, you get to know them. Yeah. So you know they're veterans, so like uh, Tom said, we have our own culture. <laughs> so I'll uh, talk to them, spend some yeah. time. So I just thought I wanted to throw that out. Yeah, right and Thank I you. totally agree. Right along with that, ask them about their experience. Mm -hmm. But wow. don't push. Okay. Yeah, you don't know. push for answers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, ask, but don't push. Okay. Okay. Um, they'll let you know what they want you to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's interesting. Um, so my last two and a half years on active duty, I was stationed in Germany mm -hmm. and uh, it was a very tight unit, very tight. Okay. And we still have reunions to this day. Wow. Uh, we have them all over the country every couple of years. Yeah. And um, when we first started having them, it was just us, yeah. the guys from the unit. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, as we all got older and started getting married and having families, we got to the point, yeah, maybe we should start bringing the families to yeah. this stuff yeah. too. But one thing that we do during those reunions is there'll be a point where the families go and do something and it's just us. Wow. Because there's certain things I can only talk to those guys about. Yeah. They're the only ones that'll understand. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's real interesting. A good friend of mine, I'm very close with, lives in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. I've been out of the army. I'm not going to tell you how long, but it's been a while. <laughs> Him and I have seen each other at least once a year, every year since we got out. Yeah, that's how tight we are. Wow. Um, but um, he came down to visit me one mm -hmm. time shortly after I'd gotten married, and um, we started telling some stories. My wife was like, "I never heard this stuff before." Wow! <laughs> I was like, "Well, you know, some yeah. of this stuff's so crazy. People will think I'm lying wow. if I tell it without somebody to back yeah. me up." Yeah. But I think that's you know just kind of one of those examples. Wow! Wow! Okay, thank you. And and it's also important to see that from some of the things that you've all have shared because it is a close knit culture that it may be good for that veteran to connect with another veteran. Absolutely. You know, or to, okay, all yeah. right. Absolutely. And I think that was one of the most effective aspects of the yeah. Healing Ajax program. It was peer to peer. Right. Yeah. We all walked in the same boots, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, to your point, to, well, actually to both of your points, um, and I spoke with Carson about this uh, before, um, before the show, probably a couple of days ago. For a while, Karsten was like, you got to call your dad. So my, my, my biological father, he, um, lived and, um, he lived in Alabama and, um, he passed and he passed last year, 2022, December 3rd. And Karsten was like, you got to call your dad, check on him. And I'm like, but he, you know, he don't really want to talk to me. He doesn't really call me or nothing else like that. He said, but you don't know, you know, he's made from a different era. You don't know his experiences with him being in the army, et cetera. So I started calling my dad. Right. And he started opening up. He started sharing some things mm -hmm. with me. Um, but it wasn't until after he passed that we started going through his paperwork 
and we started to see that his, um, cause he passed from cancer, but we didn't know how bad it was until after he passed. Mm -hmm. And there were other things that he was going to get like emotional support for and things of that nature that we had, I have, uh, three sisters and one brother, shout out to all of you all and to all my nephews and nieces. Um, but we had no idea that our father was going through all of these things. Mm -hmm. And it makes me wonder, okay, was he connected to another vet? You know, did he have that support system? Mm -hmm. And it goes to kind of like that culture that you all were speaking yeah. about that, you know, like I'll let you all know up to this point, yeah. right. because even if you saw my father walk, he walked like he was like the biggest dog in the yard. Like he he walked, he literally walked like, ain't, did not have no muscles on it, but he walked exactly like this, you know? So thank you all for that. I really appreciate that for sharing that. And I thank you both for helping even me connect some dots. You know, I really appreciate that. Um, so what are some, some resources um, and, and, also understanding that everybody may be a little strapped for cash, especially sure. with this inflation and whatnot. Mm -hmm. What are some resources that people can, whether it's a veteran or whether it's a supporter of a veteran that sure. we can use to help veterans, you know, um, support however we can. Yeah. So I am a very big proponent of this place in Philly called the Veterans Multi-Service Center. Okay. Um, they're a nonprofit organization and the best way to describe it, it's a one-stop shop for vets. Okay. Um, and it's actually where the Healing Ajax program was born. Wow. Um, we started, they have one particular section of the building. They call it the perimeter. And um, what a perimeter is for people who don't know the lingo, in the service, a perimeter is a place where you can feel safe. Okay. It's secure. It's safe. So okay. they call this place the perimeter. And a lot of what they do there is working with homeless vets. Okay. Folks can come in take a shower, do laundry. They serve lunch and breakfast. Wow. They do case management services. Um, they help with benefits. You name it, they do it. Help with benefits claims. Wow. Um, I went there myself. Okay. Before I even started doing yeah. work with, uh, professional work with yeah. vets um, because I was going to buy a house. I didn't <laughs> know how to access, you know, my, um, my, my, my uh, housing benefit. Yeah. So somebody I knew from the VA said, go to this place. Hmm. Great people. Yeah. Um, but that's a very great resource. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. The, also, um, there are satellites of smaller, smaller vet programs yeah. okay. that you can go to. And okay. part of this is the reason for that is because of trusting. Most vets have a trust thing. Okay. So you can go to the, the community center that, that, uh, Tom was talking about, but there are also other smaller satellites. Yeah. You can mm -hmm. go to those. And that way you get more one-on-one -on -one or more see other guys that you feel more comfortable working with. Okay. Um, so you can do that. You can also, if you don't know anything, you don't know where you're going, you can go to the VA hospital. Yep. Okay. You can go to the VA hospital and you can ask for the benefits department or okay. whatever department you, you're looking for. They'll help you. Um, I get services there. Uh, yeah. You, you can, uh, they'll help you with it, whatever you need help with. Okay. You just got to go there and ask for help. Excellent. Uh, there's the... Uh, the Veterans Administration Center, I think it's on Wissahickon Avenue. Yep. They okay. can go there. They can get whatever help they yeah, need. Yeah, they have a lot Same of veteran thing. service officers right. there and a lot right. of folks out. Right. Oh, excellent. Right. Excellent. So they're, they'll direct you to different places. And I was just talking to my, my nephew. He lost his dad. He was my brother a while back. I'm sorry. And I directed him to uh, go to the VA hospital, go to those places and get help. So even if you have someone... And of course, my brother wasn't good with keeping records and all those mm -hmm, things. So mm -hmm. No one has service numbers. And, you know, if you don't have a service number or DD-214, mm -hmm. you're, you're sort of out there. So okay. 
Go to those places. They can help you navigate through the system. Because okay. a lot of people get a little frustrated because they're going somewhere and can't get the help yeah. they want. But yeah. they, they'll help you navigate through what you need to go through. You know, they'll call me. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a veteran. <laughs> you know, so go to those places. Get this help. Get that help. They'll help you navigate. You can call me and ask me questions, but I'm just going to redirect you yeah. back to those particular uh, systems. So that's what it's at. Excellent. 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 Thank you. So um, we're nearing our time. If there was, um, I'm going to ask you this, and then I'm going to ask um, for uh, your social media handles or any information that you may want to share for people to get in, in touch with you to share resources, um, for you to share resources. If there was a veteran right now who's watching the show, um, maybe struggling, maybe not, mm -hmm. but if there was a, veg a veteran right now watching the show, what advice would you give to him or her right now? Reach out. Yeah. Reach out. Yeah, you got to reach out. And you, you can go to those agencies that Tom mentioned or the ones that I mentioned, and they'll certainly direct you through what you need to go through. But you can get a lot of information from social media now. If you yeah. if you Google VA News, mm -hmm. um, they'll take you through some things. But I do want to warn people to be careful here because there are a lot of people uh, are not always supportive of veterans. That's the best thing for me yeah. to say. Okay. Uh, because this Camp Lejeune thing and they're calling people and kind of taking advantage of some of the veterans who okay. don't know. Okay. So they need really need to be careful of that. So I would go to VA organization, yep. make sure it's a credible VA organization that they go to. Okay. Um, and they can get uh, the help. But the whole social media thing, and almost all the guys have a cell phone. They may not know how to work them, mm -hmm. but they all have a cell phone and they can Google VA news, VA benefits, those things. You can also get information from that. Excellent. And um, that's probably the best places to go if they don't feel comfortable. Because a lot of it is about comfort yeah. and yeah. trust. You know, and if you don't have the comfort or you don't have the trust or you don't have the people to do that, then go out there and get the help from those people. But Google the stuff and find out where to go. Yeah. Okay. You know? And there, there's a lot of hotlines yeah. through the VA yeah. and through other organizations yeah. where it can be anonymous. Right. Yeah. You know, and you yeah. ain't got to worry about telling your whole story and all yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you both for that. Um, so this is what we'll do. Um, can you share... Um, how people can reach you or um, where they can get your book mm -hmm. and also where people can get this book. And then after you do that, mm -hmm. Karsten, um, Phil, can you close us out with another piece from your book? Absolutely. Okay. I'll let Tom go first because he, he talked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with regard to getting in contact with me, mm -hmm. if you go to Resources for Human Development's main website, mm -hmm. you'll see my contact information there. Excellent. Um, I don't do socials. Yeah. So I stay away from them. Okay. Um, but that's the best way. And um, even though I'm no longer involved with the Healing Ajax program, mm -hmm. I still frequently have a lot of people reaching out to me okay. about veterans issues yeah um benefits that type of stuff yeah and um you know i've, I've got different ways to direct folks to help them out excellent excellent thank you tom yep. thank you uh you can reach me through my name is karsten warner at uh, gmail.com mm -hmm. um you can get my book it's called traveling through time and of course i have my name at the bottom bottom and you can get it at amazon or barnes and noble um and I do want to say this is a journey. It's a journey from, in writing this book, it's a journey. It's a, yes, deep, it's a journey from the deep south, growing up in the south, 
uh, with the civil rights movement, through all those things, Malcolm and Martin, got a little bit of all of those things in this book, mm. um, and philosophical stuff. Yeah. So you can, uh, um, you know, if you, you can send me an email if you want, and, mm-hmm. and I'll respond. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Would you, is it okay if I move on? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. absolutely. All right. The other thing I want to say about veterans is, I don't know how much time I have, I'll try to get it all out. Um, we There's a humorous moment that we'll have with you if you decide to engage us in the conversation. There's a humorous moment we'll have, mm-hmm. then there's a serious moment. Okay. So you got to get past the humor stuff because you make light of a lot of stuff yeah. because we don't want to talk about the deep stuff. Gotcha. So if you if a veteran is telling you humor stuff, humorous stuff, then you listen to those things. Okay. And then they'll get to the other part when they feel comfortable with it. It's all the thing I'm checking out to see if you if I trust you. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm telling you about this because this is one of those humorous things. This is okay. a poem thing. All right. It's all called right. Company Man. This is a humorous thing. Yes, sir. So I'm thinking these things, but I'm thinking about somebody. <laughs> so, oh. um, but if you have a job, then you know what a company man is. <laughs> company man. I'm there early to set the clock, late in the evenings to close and lock. I keep subordinates in their place with lies, half truth, and sometimes mace. I keep my brethren working hard in the field with false hope, promises of promotions, and pretentious goodwill. I can speak the language of Shakespeare to brag or boast. To be or not to be, there's no doubt. At 5 p.m., I'm punching you out. <laughs> I'll snitch to the to the big balls. If you come in early, early quit, or come in late, take credit for your hard work if you stay past eight. There are no illusions about my status quo. I'll keep treating you bad. You'll keep asking for more. <laughs> I'll keep you bent until you break. I'll feed you pork chop. You'll think it's steak. <laughs> I'll make you cry, weep, moan. You'll beg for more work, and I'll send you home. Don't hallucinate about me, my brother. Tick me off, I'll call your significant other. I'll let them know how you procrastinate and took the secretary out on a date. <laughs> Don't fool with me, everyone know. Just before the holiday, I'll let you go. If you have any doubt about my position, I have a keen insight and a good intuition. I learned early not to raise hell. You catch a case, get handcuffed, shackled, end up in jail. Never caught a case, prayed in mosques, synagogues, cathedrals, churches. Began my career at an early age. Worked in the deep south. Southern White House. They call me Page. There's no doubt I am a politician. It is my job to keep you in your position. I know you feel as if I'm a louse. Remember, I'm a company man, not your spouse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm going to call your spouse. <laughs> I know that's uh, right. Gentlemen. Sure. Thank you all so much Thank you, Tommy. for Thank being you, Tommy. here, appreciate it, man. for sharing your stories, for the transparency. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. We will be right back with the Tommy Talk Show closing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. 
That's the whole episode of the Tommy Talk Show where we are honoring and supporting supporting our veterans. Can't talk. We had Tom Wagner and Carson Warner to share some awesome insight, perspective, and resources. Listen, don't forget that the Tommy Talk Show is a part of P3 Christian Radio. Our shows are edited by the one, engineered and edited by Keith Pelzer at the Combos Lounge, and we are affiliated with the Culture Talk Show. And if you have any questions or want to get a hold of us, you can check us out at www.twsugs.com. Talk to you all later. Peace.